Hi there, and welcome to my podcast where I invite you to run with me after memories and shape them into stories. On this show, I'll also share samples of my writing and interesting moments from everyday life. I'm your host, Ruru Sig, and today you're listening to my first podcast, The Story Chaser. Welcome back, loyal listeners. Uh, This is a very special episode of The Story Chaser. This is episode number five, fireworks, super duper. Uh, We've come a long way. And in the last episode that I launched, I gave out a phone number for the show, a new phone number, and that is 312-857-4625. Call up the Story Chaser. Let me know some thoughts and feedback on previous episodes that you've heard or just any thoughts at all. You can also send an email to R-O-O-R-O-O-S-I-G at gmail.com. And it looks as though I do have my first voicemail, and I thought it'd be really fun if we listened to that together. So let's just see what I got. Hi, my name is Gerald. I'm from Northern England. I run a, a small farm in just south of Ireland, but still in the premises of England. It's a wheat farm, but I listen to your podcast, and I seem to sort of enjoy it a little, especially Anne. I liked hearing about Anne. It was a good story. It was one filled with so much truth. And I I really enjoyed it. I look forward to more stories. I I don't know if you understand my English accent that well. I know Americans are ignorant in so many ways. But please bear with me. Um, I don't talk to many. I'm pretty much out here in the field alone most of the days. I have some mules and um, roosters too, but they don't talk much, obviously. So it's good to hear stories from other people occasionally. It makes me feel like I'm part of it somehow. So thank you again, Ruru, for your podcast, and thanks for making it free. No charge. And Good evening. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, Note to self, get Gerald a map of the world and send it to him. It's interesting, Gerald. Uh, Your animals don't talk much. So they talk a little. That's something. And uh, I, I appreciate the call. I do, and I um, am uh, taken back by that call. That's about all I can say. Thank you. I just feel ready for episode five, and I, I'm just going to get into that. 
Before I get into tonight's theme, being the upcoming Mother's Day, I just want to start with a quick insight that I've had, which is always be creating. And this was inspired by an old friend of mine called Colleen. I met Colleen on my back porch. We were uh, She was a new tenant in the apartment building that we lived in years ago. And she was I was taking my garbage out or something like that. And she was sitting there in this ray of sunlight reading a script. And, and we met and we've been friends ever since. We always say our roots are deep. Even though we're two totally different people, uh, we get along great. And I think we're probably going to be friends forever. Colleen's the type of person who always has like the hairdo and the outfit, you know, and the makeup just right and a really sweet, confident personality, uh, strong, but sensitive. And she's an artist. She's a, uh, an actress and she's done a ton of shows and she would, she's always doing a show, you know, even when she's working two jobs, she's in like two shows. Very, very active artists. We recently had breakfast together, a million cups of coffee, pancake, eggs, catching up on old times, looking forward to new ones. And on the way home, I started to think about the pandemic went through my mind. And now, uh, you know, the old days when the beginning of the pandemic, we were spraying our faces with Lysol and our groceries and the air was terrifying. We couldn't go outside or be around other people. Uh, as you guys kind of remember that, um, Colleen and I texted during lockdown and we decided to have a secret meetup because getting together with other people at that time was almost illegal so we we were like hey let's meet at this park we're going to walk around we'll wear our masks we'll do six feet between us we'll follow the rules but you know let's get together because we're going stir crazy so we met at this park and we circled it a bunch we just walked and you know eventually we dropped the mask down I'll be honest and um we just caught up and we were talking about our emotions and uh, how it was affecting her to be, to not be able to be active in the theater and how it was affecting me. I was spending a lot of time watching videos of the Italians singing from their balconies and not writing nearly enough, if you ask me. So after our walk, we went to our cars and Colleen said, hey, stop over at mine. I've got something in the trunk of my car for you. And I said, oh, okay. So I go over and she opens her trunk and she pulls out this yarn creation that she had done it kind of it fell like she she held it up with her hand and it fell and kind of draped down and it was this gorgeous elaborate yarn woven um wall tapestry or you could hang it from a doorway and she said I made this for you during lockdown and uh, I'll be honest as I was taking it from her so graciously my first thought really was I hope that there isn't coronavirus all over this thing. That's the way we thought of everything, right? I mean, come on, guys. I had door handles, anything. I was, I was like, is the virus everywhere? And then my second thought was, wow, she's just like always creating, you know? And I think about that moment anytime I feel stopped in my tracks or uh, maybe things are against me and I can't quite get further in a project. It's like, okay, Colleen wove something during lockdown. She kept creating. She's a true blue artist. Thanks for that, Cal. We should all be a little like Colleen. Always be creating. And now, officially, episode five. I'm not sharing a piece of my writing tonight as a whole. I'm just going to share 
a little story in the theme of Mother's Day about myself and my own mother. Sometimes when you are describing something from childhood, you're briefly that child all over again. A couple of years after my mother had passed away, my sister Anne and I were having coffee at her kitchen table. She was distracted by her own toddler running circles around the kitchen, doing her best to stay in our conversation, which was about books we loved as kids. Charlotte's Web was a topic. Oh, yeah, yeah, the animals and the girl. Wait, what was that all about again? She asked me as she was prying another forbidden object out of her little boy's hand. I explained the main highlights of the story, but I shocked us both when I burst out crying. I rarely cry, especially over spiders dying, but that's the power of stories and how they connect us to those whom we love and miss terribly. As I revisited Charlotte's Web, it was as though I was right back in my warm bed with my mother beside me, explaining words I didn't understand yet and assuring me it was okay to be sad when Charlotte had to say goodbye. Later, I got to thinking about all the stories Mom and I read together, and there's this one that even to this day, I just hang my head in shame over. And that is The Phantom of the Opera. Ah, I just shudder at the thought. Have you ever been a total brat, so much so that it just haunts you forever? If so, hang in there, because I got a whopper for you. And here's the quick backstory. My dad was forced into an early retirement because of a massive heart attack. Therefore, my mom had to return to work full time. Mother of 12, going downtown every day by public transportation, Monday through Friday, working long hours. She also managed my dad's doctor appointments. And the last of us three siblings, uh, including Steve, Mac, and myself, for our schooling, our meals, our obedience, all of it. She really like, had her finger in the dam, you know? But here's the thing about my mom. You'd never know the stress of it all because she, with her shining charisma, just handled it. She still laughed all the time and tapped into an energy that was almost like not human. Okay, so our reading time was bedtime, and this lady was exhausted. Her day started at 6 a.m. and went until 10 p.m. or so. And she would fall asleep mid-storyline all the time. I knew it would happen when she trailed away from the story with a rundown of thoughts spoken out loud like, Ruby approached the magic castle and called Dr. Ashley to move Sam from Tuesday to Thursday. Eggs, milk, cottage cheese. File the paperwork on Mrs. Thompson. Instantly, in a deep sleep, with me next to her, my arms crossed, totally irritated. And then I would always just, like, shut the light out and rely on my imagination to see me through the rest of my journey to my own slumber. That was until the Phantom of the Opera. My mom was really excited about that one. She picked up the paperback version in a bookstore on her lunch break, and she playfully hid it behind her back as I bounced up and down on my bed waiting for the great reveal. 
Eventually, she displayed the book cover, which I can still see in my mind. It was a mysteriously dark photograph of a hard, pure white theater mask laying on a wooden stage with this dramatic curtain blowing in the background. I have a feeling you're really going to love this one, Rue. It's a little scary with some real twists and turns, she said. I believe it was over a span of four or five nights before the turning point in her choppy read. Eric was just about to reveal his true face to Christine, and I was not ready for a break, and my impatience preceded a sneaky decision. I slid the book out from under her limp hands, and she kind of like... <laughs> and opened her eyes for a second. I didn't move until I had my true signal that she was out. <laughs> I then did something I believed to be asserting myself. I thought it was an opportunity to fight back on lost moments. I as an impatient brat, finished that story alone. Her snoring being an orchestra to my reading rhythm through the night. And the next night, she plopped herself beside me, rubbed her hands together rapidly, and picked up the book off my nightstand. She failed to notice my smug self tucked neatly under the sheets that she washed during a limited time off. My belly nice and full from a dinner her long work days provided. A smile, possible because she made certain I had dental appointments. Okay, so where did we leave off? She asked as she flipped through the pages she vaguely remembered from the night before. And ah, if I could go back to a moment, man, this would be one. I would have kept my mouth shut and just went along with her pretending to not have finished that book. But no, no, folks, I had a stupid point to prove. And I answered her, all indignant. I finished the book last night while you snored away, Mom. She started half laughing, half doubting. I mean, her little Rue wouldn't do that, I'm sure she thought. Oh, go on. You did not. I nodded with one eyebrow up that indeed I had. She looked pretty surprised, but still questioned it. Oh, okay, tell me what happened then. And as I explained in detail the rest of that story till the very end, her face fell low until her expression was frozen in a wide open mouth of disbelief. She shot up and went directly to my bookshelf, scanning for another title, her back to me the whole time. I really thought I had won. My adolescent self thought, That'll teach you to fall asleep during our story time. I bet you make it through at least a few more pages tonight. She pulled another book and slid it off the shelf, and when she turned around, uh, her eyes were filled with tears. It was so strange. I had seen my mom cry before over sad films or tragic occurrences to our family or our family's friends, but these tears were different. They meant sudden realization that I had hurt her feelings. And true to her resilient nature, she bounced back quickly. She wiped her tears away and presented our next book. This is called The Rats of Nim, because I think you're a little rat. She laughed and nudged me. 
couple of pages later, while she was sound asleep, I lay awake staring at my ceiling. I felt really badly, and it wasn't until I was grown that I understood why. Her days were really long and hard, and it took incredible stamina to maintain a good attitude and to exemplify her faith in God before all of us. She was a responsibility juggler, and her performance being knives that were on fire most of the time. And at the end of the day, our little reading time served her as much as it did me. It was her way of escaping into fiction. And I took the Phantom of the Opera from her. But she turned the other cheek and gave me so much more. She was a living example of forgiveness and taught me that. She was the truest person I ever knew. Her life was inspiring on so many levels, and her sacrifices were unending. She thought about me on her lunch break and carried our bedtime memory in her purse all the way in a train and a bus. All of our glorious fiction adventures traveled through my mind as I sat beside her in her final days here on earth. All the underlying morals they told became the tools I needed to be brave enough to say goodbye to her. My mother was a remarkable person. And this upcoming Mother's Day, all I ask of you is to look deep into your own memories and think of the times your mother was too. The only piece of writing I have to share tonight is the most important I've ever written down. It's one line, and it serves as the dedication for my future book. The story I shared with you tonight is the explanation. Dedication for Mother, who read to me until she fell asleep. Well, this is as good a place as any to end this episode. My name is Ruru Sig, and I thank you for listening to The Story Chaser. Remember, there are stories everywhere. The key is to focus in on the little memories to find the bigger moments. My promise to you is that I'll keep chasing those stories. Be well, folks, and go ahead. Have a wonderful life.